Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Under U.S. Code Title 42, Part G, in Section 265, with the approval of the President, the Surgeon General has the power to prohibit foreign immigration in order to avert the dangerous spread of communicable disease. This was enacted in 1944 and used in March of 2020 when the Trump administration issued a public health order calling for the rapid expulsion of illegal immigrants and asylum seekers to protect against the spread of COVID-19. But the borders remain open, as they have been for years. Millions of people have migrated into the U.S. illegally to cash in on the robbery of America's wealth and the destruction of our society. In April of 2021, we exposed a massive child trafficking operation being operated by the federal government in concert with Catholic charity organizations. In March of 2022, the Biden administration formally exempted unaccompanied children from being deported under the Title 42 policy. Last month, a whistleblower from Operation Artemis testified before Congress that the U.S. government has been acting as middleman in a multi-billion dollar child trafficking black market. Title 42 is set to expire this week, and U.S. immigration facilities are already at 150% capacity. So the tens of thousands of illegal immigrants waiting at the southern border will just have to be taken care of at the expense of the U.S. taxpayer during the biggest financial crisis in U.S. history. If this doesn't make sense to you, then you need to realize that America is under attack. Last weekend, two separate terrorist attacks were carried out in Texas by members of the same prison gang syndicate. And if the U.S. government cared about keeping the peace and the rule of law, then this sort of activity would obviously catalyze stricter border policies. But our government isn't doing that. They are opening the borders while U.S. judges let loose violent criminals because America is under attack. Michael Yawn has been reporting from the Darien province in Panama at a place known as the Darien Gap, where U.S.-funded invasion camp Las Blancas has been processing hordes of military-age members of the Communist Chinese Party. Michael, can you speak more on why you suppose these are spies as opposed to simply economic migrants? So how are all these people getting these passports? And how are they showing up with wads of cash? They have a lot of money, these Chinese coming through. They take a special route through Darien Gap. They take boat routes, and then they'll walk about two days through the jungle through a much safer route. It's still a little bit difficult, but it's nothing like the epic real Darien Gap route through the Mountain of Death. And all, there's actually Montaña de la Muerte, the Mountain of Death. They don't go through any of that stuff. And none of the Chinese women coming through ever report being raped. All sorts of women are raped, young and old, and children and everything else. But not the Chinese. If this doesn't make sense to you, then you need to read 
realize that America is under attack. In the book Unrestricted Warfare, senior military advisors of the communist Chinese wrote that the only way for China to defeat the U.S. is by deploying several levels of unconventional warfare. Direct military confrontation would not succeed. You can call it communism. You can call it globalism. Whatever it is now has complete control over the U.S. federal government and is waging war against every single American. Life as we know it is quickly coming to an end. And whether you like it or not, the option to do nothing will soon be over. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. If you, um, if you caught the overall message there, but America is under attack. America is under attack. America is under... Do we... I, we're just not fighting back, I guess. That video is alleged from Greg Reese. Title 42, an unrestricted warfare, a direct attack on America, on every single one of us, regardless of our race, color, and creed. Stay with us. Your daily dispatch on the other side. It's American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. It's Friday, May 5th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal, Friday edition. Very big show for you today, of course, as always. Just more videos we could possibly get to in this three-hour time slot. But, of course, we will be taking your calls today. We will be taking your calls today. I promise you. We're going to open up the phone lines nice and early because we've been a little short on calls this week. And that's my fault. I take full responsibility. But we will be taking your calls uh, throughout the show today. Opening up early in the first hour. Just tons of videos from the border. Tons of videos just across the board here. Well, let's begin today as we do every day with our Daily Dispatch. Here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 12th of May, 2023. Federal judge blocks Biden admin from releasing illegal immigrants without court dates hours before Title 42 expires. Federal judge on Thursday night blocked the Biden administration from implementing a policy that allows for illegal immigrants to be released without court dates. The ruling came just hours before the end of Title 42 public health order, a part of the U.S. Code addressing public health emergencies that was used during the pandemic to help the U.S. officials gain improved operational control of the border was scheduled to expire. In response to a lawsuit brought by Florida Republican Governor Ron DeSantis' administration, Judge T. Kent Weatherall II, imposed a two-week restraining order on the Biden administration policy, which would have seen migrants released on, quote, parole with conditions. Weatherall wrote in the ruling, DHS is enjoined from implementing or enforcing the parole policy contained in the May 10th, 2023 memorandum from U.S. Border Patrol Chief uh, Raul Ortiz titled Policy on Parole with Conditions in Limited Circumstances Prior to Issuance of a Charging Document, Parole with Conditions. Eastern, uh, this will take effect at around midnight to correspond with the expiration of Title 42 order to give defendants an opportunity to seek emergency stay from a higher court. So I guess this would be like, um, like throwing a brick into a river, right? Like, uh, like the dam is burst open, but there's still like a mailbox standing in the way of the deluge. It's, it's a minor barrier 
that will do very little to push back the horde currently surging across the border by the hundreds of thousands. Again, we will be covering a lot of stuff from the border. Today, as more and more videos are coming out of really shocking just everything. Just everything about it is shocking. We have to remember that these are poor Sorry, bring us your hungry, your poor, your destitute, you know, these people struggling, starving. Uh, clip number 17 is some of these new Americans, more American than you, the Democrats will have you now. Thank God they made it. We're so lucky to have them. Let's go to clip number 17. Mm, here they are. Poor starving children that we've opened our doors for. Raza, the race, right? The Mexican race. Uh, okay, great. So, yeah, we're going to be spending a lot of time on uh, the border today, of course, as it doesn't exist, as it is completely wide open, and we are in a state of. I mean, I don't know what you call it. I mean, it's not war, right? Because one side's not fighting. I don't know. What do you call that? Genocide? Moving on. Daniel Penny will be charged in subway chokehold killing of Jordan Neely. Daniel Penny, the 24-year-old Marine veteran who choked and killed a homeless man on the subway last week, will face a charge of second-degree manslaughter and is expected to appear in Manhattan criminal court on Friday. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office confirmed in a statement that it planned to charge Mr. Penny in the killing of the man Jordan Neely. Now, this might be a little confusing for you because the name is so similar to Daniel Perry. These are, these are different cases, though. These are different cases entirely. One uh, is a former veteran who shot and killed a protester when that protester rolled up to his car as it was surrounded by protesters and, and pointed a rifle at Mr. Perry's face, and he then fired on the person who was aiming a gun at him. Uh, and he, of course, has been sentenced to 25 years in prison. Uh, for defending himself from that armed attack. This is different entirely. This is Daniel Penny. This is the guy who subdued the homeless man uh, in front of 30 witnesses who all agreed that it was the right thing to do because the homeless man was acting violent and erratic. Homeless man who, of course, had a history of 40-plus criminal convictions and was reportedly routinely trying to push people onto the train tracks uh, it's it's the two different guys, two different, both white guys, both veterans, both both defending themselves and others from uh, violent aggressors, and both now potentially to be locked in a concrete box for the next several decades for that act. I'm no expert. I think that's called the white man's burden. <laughs> I think this is the white man's burden. Uh, yeah. So. You know, thank God, thank God, just two months ago, three months ago, the Democrats passed that anti-lynching bill, you know, because there had been so many lynchings prior to that. They, so they finally got around to passing the anti-lynching bill, only to see a notable rise in lynch mobs. Isn't that interesting? But they're Democratic lynch mobs, so they don't actually lynch the person. They just, like, destroy things and mess up the lives of regular people. And are so annoying that the authorities essentially step in and do what the lynch mob wants them to do so the lynch mob doesn't have to get its hands dirty. It's kind of like when they were tearing down statues during Black Lives Matter. You'd have this mob like trying to tear down some historical giant bronze statue of some hero, regardless of who it is. Like they don't even know who it is, but they're just, you know, it's a white guy, so tear it down. 
and uh, you had so many examples of the videos where it's like this mob like trying to tear down a statue and literally like, the mayor of the town will come out and be like, this is not us. We cannot do this. Everybody disperse. Go home and we'll bring a crane in and knock it down in the morning. And that's what they do. So it's like, please, lynch mob, don't strain yourselves. Let us do it for you. You just give us the demand. You in your heightened state of, of psychopathy as you viciously try to target somebody who did nothing wrong you just don't take it on yourselves let us the authorities lynch them for you please allow us you know we'll get a little bit more into that as well but there is a uh, gofundme apparently for daniel penny for his uh, legal costs as da bragg once again does the bidding of his billionaire masters and the lynch mob as they go after this dude who uh, potentially saved a life, but we don't know. So, I mean, I guess we'll get into it later. I just, you can just go on and on about this, right? The options that you have when you've got a black guy making violent threats to you on the subway. No, no good options, basically. No good options. You just, I mean, obviously you don't call the cops. Obviously you do not call the cops or your life will be destroyed and you'll be fired from your job and you'll have... Digital lynch mobs hunting you down, identifying you, and trying to uh, ruin your life and usually succeeding in a lot of ways. I mean that's happened multiple times in the recent history. So you don't call the cops. You definitely don't fight back. You do not fight back because then you have only one of two outcomes. You either fight back and everybody gangs up on you and you get beaten half to death anyway. Or you win the fight and then the cops come a-knocking and – ruin your life and charge you hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees and then maybe throw you in jail for the remainder of your existence. So, okay, you don't fight back. You don't call the cops. Uh, you certainly don't just ignore it because, you know, that's how you get a knife in the neck or get shoved onto the train tracks. Just uh, maybe just get away. Maybe just get away. Someone get Scott Adams on the line. I think he knows how to deal with all of this. Hey, speaking of race, Denver uh, councilwoman calls for white businesses to be taxed to pay reparations to black businesses. Denver Democratic Socialist Councilwoman calls for white businesses to be taxed harder to pay for reparations to black businesses. Quote, capitalism was built on stolen land. Capitalism was built on stolen land. (laughs) Uh, You have to laugh. Because the other option is illegal speaking of illegal options execution of warrant against imran khan quote invalid and unlawful supreme court written order the supreme court of pakistan has stated in its written order that the arrest warrant manner of execution against former prime minister imran khan was invalid and unlawful hopefully be hearing from simon later to get a latest update on this story that continues to develop in pakistan finally elon musk announced he's hired a new twitter ceo and holy crap, she's awful. She's just the worst. We'll be right back. InfoWars is known for being tomorrow's news today. InfoWars is known for having 98% accuracy on average. InfoWars is known as being a game changer. And our products are not any different. Two amazing products that I really want you to try if you've never tried them. Or if you've been a regular buyer of them, they've been sold out for a long time, they're back in stock. I want to remind you you are now back in stock. Are the Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth. I don't have time in 60 seconds to tell you about all the ingredients, but believe me, you want to go research. You want to go check out Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth. 
back in stock, but they're selling out quick. And despite the fact they're selling out, they're both discounted. In fact, Real Red Bull Plus is 40% off right now. But in a week or so, it's going to go back to full price. It's about to sell out. This is your chance to experience Real Red Pill Plus and Ultimate Bone Broth exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. Thank you for your support. The dynamic duo is finally back in stock. I got to say, Batman is the triiodine X3, and Robin is the ultimate krill oil. These two things together synergistically do things to your cells and your body and your heart and your lungs and your arteries and your veins and just everything. They are incredible. The triiodine is essential to live. The ultimate krill oil does amazing things to your brain, your whole body. I love the dreams it gives me, but I take a couple capsules before I go to bed. These are amazing products. They're both back in stock. One is 40% off. The other is 25% off. You need to experience X3 finally back in stock. Sold out for more than six months at InfoWarsTore.com. And I would particularly advise you to experience it with the Ultimate Krill Oil. These things together are amazing. They are synergistic. X3 Ultimate Krill Oil back in stock. InfoWarsTore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. Just so many stories to cover today. Good Lord, folks. It really is something else. Every single day, every single day, we just have an abundance. I'm really blessed with an abundance of stories to talk about every single day. And we'll try to get to as many as possible. Tons of videos from the border coming out these days. Of course, you can find the InfoWars on the ground exclusive reports at band.video under the new uh, border collapse channel. You can find on the left side of the page that's band.video. You can also follow the Twitter account at Biden Invasion. Is that right? At Biden Invasion. It's where they're being posted on Twitter. Let's go to some of these videos now that we're seeing. Let's go to clip number four here. This is crowds of people gathering along the U.S.-Mexico border as Title 42 ends. Here's that footage. This is actually from the New York Times. Crowds of migrants are gathering along the border there. Let's let's play a game of uh, count the ladies and children. <laughs> count the women and children. Tens of thousands of people are expected to try to enter the U.S. One, two. Okay, I saw two there. I saw two. Wall. Oh, three, four, five. They found them. They found the five ch- uh, women and children in the hundreds of thousands of military aged men uh, crossing our border. This is some pretty shocking footage that was captured by a friend of the show, guest earlier this week, Taylor Hansen. He was on the border in Brownsville, Texas, watching migrants open their DHS packets and use their government issued cell phones. Let's go to clip number two. Their, their brand new cell phones, their little goodie bags, their little gift bags, little prize, little in the, the just massively overweight security guard in the back, like a 
observing all this, watching over all of it. It's like a prize. It's like a it's like, you know, you make it you make it over the border, you get a little goodie bag. A little cell phone, some cash, map, free legal assistance. It's nice. It's nice. It must be nice to not be an American citizen. <laughs> you th- think it'd be the other way around, but but no. No. I'm telling you, if I was running for president, that'd be my campaign slogan. Make citizenship mean something again. Just there should be a benefit, I think. There at least should just at least shouldn't be a a negative thing. I would I would think. You'd think being a naturally born citizen of the greatest country in the history of the world would imbue you with some sort of uh, benefit but uh, no 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 quite the opposite go to clip number three here this is just the sheer amount of trash being left by the lovely new americans of course we we need we need them here to pick our food i think i think that's the latest argument i heard let's go down to clip number three brownsville migrant trash drone footage Oh, look at that. Oh, it looks like Austin's Parks. No, no, it looks like the green belt behind my house. Oh, they'll fit right in. They're, they're practicing already. <laughs> just, just throwing trash in a giant, gigantic pile. It's amazing. Of course, littered in there will be the um, government-issued IDs and other sort of documents that would help Border Patrol to actually determine whether these people should be uh, permitted in the um, country or not, which <laughs> even that, it's like they shouldn't. They just shouldn't. But okay, it's great. They're already improving things, I can see. Uh, clip number five here. This is uh, DHS Secretary Mayorkas giving a comment about you know, the process, what to do when uh, illegal immigrants' centers are uh, overcrowded. Let's watch. Oh, it is, it is not an honor system. What we, what we do is we use the resources that we have to meet the challenges that we confront. This is a tool that has been used in the past. The vast majority of individuals will indeed be placed in expedited removal, and that if they do not qualify, will be removed in a matter of days, if not weeks, from the United States. When we, um, when we encounter a volume of individuals, uh, for which we need to uh, address in a different way, we do so. If those individuals do not honor their commitment to surrender to an uh, immigration and customs enforcement officer to be able to be placed in enforcement proceedings, they are a subject of our apprehension efforts. See, it, it just makes perfect sense. It's so simple. You get somebody in your possession that's a, an illegal immigrant and then you let them go and say, please return to our custody at some point in the future. Now, some of the people that Taylor Hansen was talking to on the border were getting notices to appear uh, in 2035. Okay? 2035. <laughs> 2035. So it's 2023 this year. That's 35 minus. 23. That's like a million years from now. But that's fine. So you give them a notice. See, it makes perfect sense. You give them a notice to appear in like a decade or whatever. And if they don't, 
Well, then you hunt them down and spend resources and risk the lives of agents and probably never succeed, but you try to you know, hunt them and find them like a needle in a haystack the size of the continental United States. It's, it just makes perfect sense, obviously. This isn't based on the honor system. You just let them go. You just let them go, and then like in a decade or so, maybe you'll get around to like asking where they are and why they didn't appear uh, and then we'll go and arrest them then. See, it, it makes perfect sense. Why would you expel them when they're in your possession now when you can release them for a decade first and then have the job of hunting them down somewhere in the 50 United States? I, I think that's uh, perfectly reasonable. And of course, he starts that statement with what I called out yesterday, and, and really it's his like standard response like um, – I don't know, a robot or something like every, it doesn't matter what he's asked. He just like says the same thing. Let's let's play that clip again with just the first sentence. Um, once you notice it, you'll hear him say it every time he's asked about the border. I remember yesterday I talked about it because on a Sunday show uh, he was asked, like, is the border secure? And he was like, yes, of course. And they're like, what does that mean to you? And he said, it means we use the resources that we have to do the best job we can. And here he is saying it again. Oh, it is, it is not an honor system. What we, what we do is we use the resources that we have to meet the challenges that we confront. This is okay, a that doesn't mean anything. Been- Does everybody get that? That actually doesn't mean anything. We use the resources we have. Like it, it just doesn't mean anything. You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. You just have this stock response to a question that had literally nothing to do about resources or anything. It's like, why are you letting these people go and just asking them to return on their honor? And he just like to give him a couple, to give himself a couple seconds to formulate a response. He first launches into his stock statement of we're doing, we're using the resources we have to do the best that we can. And it's just like, I don't know. They must, they must just, you know, test these phrases in a room full of like liberal idiots And just as long as it sounds like authoritative and it sounds like maybe you know what you're talking about, they just buy it hook, line, and sinker. I'm not falling for it. I don't know if anybody else is. Doing the best we can with the resources that we have, he says, as he abdicates his obligations. Iodine is naturally acquired through the soil, which is at the foundation of our entire food supply. Modern farming techniques have stripped the soil of this essential trace element, which has caused an iodine deficiency in about half the population. And there are two things we need to do about it. We need to practice more regenerative farming. There are plenty of proven technologies in permaculture and biodynamics that will naturally keep the soil rich with iodine. And we need to ensure that we get the sufficient amount of iodine every day. Derived from ancient sea salts found thousands of feet below the Earth's surface. Our InfoWars Life Survival Shield X3 is hands down the best. Pure nascent iodine, stabilized in an activated triiodine form for a healthy thyroid and a healthy metabolism. Get yours now at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is American Journal. Fours.com band.video. The invasion is on. Continues. The, the deluge. It's pretty astonishing stories coming out already. Title 42 ended yesterday at midnight, early this morning. Improvised explosive device intercepted at Arizona port of entry. Officials intercepted a destructive device in a vehicle in Arizona on May 6th that was made using an M&M container with electrical tape. Uh, Homeland Security is handling the investigation. Customs and Border Protection officers in Arizona intercepted an improvised explosive device bound for the United States at a port of entry in Douglas earlier this month. According to the Department of Homeland Security, an improvised explosive device, or IED, can come in many forms. Officers found the destructive device made with a mini M&M container and black electrical tape in a vehicle on May 6th. Blue and red wires were exposed at the end of the container. Although it was found by CBP, the device was turned over to the Arizona Department of Public Safety and Homeland Security is handling the investigation. News uh, Nation has reached out to Homeland Security Investigation for more information. They say a complete search of the vehicle conducted after the Arizona DPS had removed the destructive device with no additional items located, CBP said. And I'm just lucky I was hanging out with a friend that I guess was sent that story yesterday because he told it to me last night. And then this morning as I was compiling stories for the show today, I didn't see this story anywhere. I had to actually search it and find it myself. So luckily I'd I'd heard about it because News Nation is basically the only ones reporting on this and it's not getting headlines anywhere else. But I think it's kind of important, kind of important to know that while we have hundreds of thousands of people crossing the border – at least one of them is carrying an IED with them and actually tried to go through the port of entry with it. Shows you how brazen they are. Pretty incredible. Now, Ted Cruz is on the border, I guess, and made this statement. I haven't watched it yet, so we'll, we'll watch it live and react in real time. Clip number 22. Here's Ted Cruz saying, It's nothing less than an invasion. Witnessing an absolute travesty unfolding on our southern border. On Monday, we apprehended over 10,000 people on the border, the highest level in history. On Tuesday, we apprehended over 10,000 people on the border, again, the highest level in history. There are right now, when we're standing, more than 22,000 people camped just south of the border, getting ready to come across. Just in this location, in less than a month, we've had over 35,000 Venezuelans cross illegally just right here, not counting the whole rest of the border. Every day, just right here, they're encountering encountering 90 to 100 Chinese nationals. Now, for anyone that doesn't have their globe nearby, China is not immediately to the south of the United States. But 90 to 100 a day are crossing illegally on this border, being smuggled in by Mexican drug cartels. And and I have to say I am angry because this is deliberate. This is a decision that was made by President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and congressional Democrats to open up the border to what is nothing less than an invasion. Ask yourself, why is President Biden not here? Why is Kamala Harris not here? 
Why is Elizabeth Warren not here? Why is AOC, she still owns the white pantsuit, why is she not here with her head buried in her hands? Because they don't give a damn about the dead bodies. Six weeks ago, I asked Secretary Mayorkas how many migrants died in the past year crossing illegally. He said, I don't know. The number's 853. But he can't be bothered to worry about that. I asked him how many women have been sexually assaulted in the last year by human traffickers. He said, I don't know, because the administration can't be bothered by that. I asked how many children have been physically and sexually assaulted. Again, I don't know. We're witnessing modern-day slavery. And maddeningly, what the Biden administration has decided is they want more. Title 42 is expiring today, and you know what happens tomorrow? Those numbers go up. This is an invasion, and they want the numbers to go up. Let me say to the men and women from the, from the Border Patrol who are heroes, they are extraordinary heroes, and we're down here to tell them thank you, to tell them we love you, to tell them we got your back, even as your political superiors are making it impossible for you to do your job. The Biden administration is really proud now that they have apps on their phone, that when someone crosses illegally, they can fill out an application in two minutes. This is the Amazon version of illegal immigration. They're going to make it fast and deliver them anywhere in the country. We've seen six and a half million people cross illegally since Joe Biden became president, and the administration wants six and a half million to be 10 million, to be 12 million, to be 15 million, to be 20 million. And the body bags that pile up, they can't be bothered to worry about. I'll tell you, the great state of Texas is on the front lines. The volume is overwhelming. It's got to stop. Great. Great. Sound and fury signifying nothing, right? I mean, the words were they were they were the right words. Those are the right words. Yeah, it is an invasion. You do have to lay this at the foot of the Democrats. Obviously, I mean, everything he said was was technically right. But if you really just look at this in a historic way. What's what should the response be? What should the response be? I mean, just take yourself out of 21st century America and just plop yourself down in literally any other time period. You know, just imagine a little kingdom in Europe in the 1500s. And you find out that one of the king's ministers is working with a neighboring state to bring in hundreds of thousands of their citizens and take over your land would the would the king in that situation would the loyal subjects in that situation wag their finger i mean if this is an invasion i mean if you're using the word invasion that's a military term that describes a military action a societal attack that's going on so just wag, wag your finger. That's a good start. But if you're in a you know, little duchy in the 1500s, 
the thing that you would do would be to mobilize the citizens, be to call in the army, would be to oppose the invading force with force, with military arms, and the people in your government that were coordinating and facilitating the invasion, you would torture to death. Now, I'm not saying that should be our response. I'm saying what's the, what's the level of urgency here? I mean if this really is a military invasion that's being carried out by foreign powers with the help and being facilitated by traitors in our own government, those traitors need to be identified – Punished to the full extent of the law, which treason, right? Like they should be hung by the neck until dead, right? Whatever the the phrase is, not cruel and unusual. It's actually the most usual punishment you could imagine. And again, be a matter of five, ten minutes for a governor to simply deputize the citizens to defend our own border. And this invasion could be over, but instead we're going to we're going to make political hay out of it. Try to get some more electoral votes next year. That'll solve it. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth, the solution is laying right there in front of you, hidden in plain view. Please listen to me in the next 60 seconds. If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the U.N. Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007 worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high quality iodine most iodine is bound to other elements you don't absorb it we have x3 all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body x3 is now back in stock at infowarstore.com it's being sold out for over six months for 25 percent off x3 back in stock take action now infowarstore.com our world is so full of hype We are force-fed, dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back folks we're going to finish up our discussion of the border in this segment and open up the lines for your phone calls still a lot to talk about in today's show we're going to be giving you the full rundown on the supposedly new ceo of twitter 
Musk found a lady to, to run Twitter, claims he's stepping down. And yeah, she's a board member on the World Economic Forum, and that's just the beginning of this chick. So we'll get into her and, and explain all of that. Also, we have pretty pretty narrative-destroying piece of information coming out about the so-called white supremacist shooter in Allen, Texas. Turns out uh, his writings were unambiguous on his feelings for white people. He didn't like them, and he says so in black and white. So, again, it's just your – I guess it's your typical white supremacist who literally says, quote, I don't like white people. <laughs> okay. Makes just about as much sense as anything else in this retarded world. I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines right now. 1-877-789-2539. 1-877-789-2539. Give us a call on the border. What you think we should do about it. What you think we can do about it. I still, I mean, to me, Texas secession is like the only peaceful solution other than just moving to russia i guess apparently russia is now opening up their own asylum channels for christian white americans to flee the persecution of our government that's the rumor they're making towns for americans to live in in russia so we don't have our children taken by the state and forcibly castrated so that's nice hey we always have that option we can always flee our homelands that our fathers uh, fought and died to claim, but you know, if we wanted to keep our homelands, we'd have to like <laughs> actually engage in politics. We'd have to like stand up for ourselves, and that's just uh, outside of the realm of possibility, apparently. So maybe, maybe running away is the answer. It's so insane. The answer is obviously just trying to get through to people. Really what they already understand, that nobody, no country, no nation, no race, no religion like deserves the treatment that Americans are experiencing. No other country is expected to surrender without a fight. No other country is expected to willingly accept the wholesale replacement of their population by foreigners. Like just no other country in the world would ever stand for this, except of course for the rest of Europe. And as much as InfoWars' message overall is one I, I really don't understand how you could have an objection to. It doesn't matter what race, color, or creed you are. As an individual or as a group, Human beings deserve to be allowed to carry out their lives without molestation by other groups. Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's just something everybody can agree on. Unfortunately for us, I guess, the only people that are expected to abandon that just obvious truth about humanity is white people. So... You know, we got to defend white people, clearly the only ones that are being subjected to this. Only 8% of the uh, population in the world. 
but we are slated for extermination, slow and steady, I guess you could say. So again, it's like, you know, I have, like, I don't know, it's just, it it is kind of hard to cover this stuff because, like, I know we have a lot of listeners who are Hispanic, who are not just Hispanic, but, like, just in Latin American countries. I mean, we have a huge, like, Brazilian contingency in our audience as well as you know i just really around the world you can find info warriors who tune in and understand and resonate with the higher values that we try desperately to push through the degraded low vibration static of the mainstream media and i could understand how you could you know if if you didn't know what infowars is all about and you're told continuously from the most dishonest actors in all of world history that we're evil racist. And then you see us like raging against this wholesale invasion by non-white people into white countries. Like I, I have to try to be careful not to like give ammo to the liars who want to portray us as something that we aren't. While at the same time, standing up for the innocent people of America who are now being subjected to this, whose lives and country and safety and society and neighborhoods, stores they like to go to, are being ravaged by a whole cacophony of influences, whether it's immigration or crime bills or COVID restrictions. Like all all these things are just destroying everybody's lives. But still, you know, it's like – I try to put it across in a way that anybody listening, regardless of who they are, can understand exactly what I'm saying. But when you have these racialized aspects of all of this and you have to confront it, I guess I just trust our audience to not be influenced by the uncharitable interpretations of what we say and understand that obviously what we're talking about is just the most basic generosity or or consideration you can give to any group of people so i hope you can support us in this mission by going to infowarsstore.com we'll continue to push it we'll continue to strive to counteract the hatred coming from every different angle and try to be steadfast in our adherence to resolute values of humanity and peace on earth and brotherhood and friendship to people of all kinds, even when we don't get it in return, even when that consideration is not extended to us, we will not succumb to the dichotomy of us versus them. We will continue to stand up for ourselves and anybody else who's being subject to the globalist schemes of world domination, even when the very people that we try to protect from these vampires at the top are fighting on behalf of the vampires and seeing us as their enemies that classic Alex Jones clip where he's just like 
hated by the people you help, hated by the people you give life to. How do you think God feels, right? These people hate God. They hate nature. They hate humanity. They couch all of their activities in the sweetest and most loving of terms because that's what evil does because it's deceptive because evil knows that human beings on a whole are good people, have empathy for one another, are born without the biases and really, I mean, it's just hate. It's just hate pouring out of these people at every pore. And you, you, can, you can usually find it, right? You, if you dig down just a little bit deeper, it's there. It's there. I saw yesterday we uploaded, you know, we're uploading things on TikTok now. And one of the things I uploaded was about Cleopatra, not just being portrayed as a black woman in a fictional, you know, historical fiction piece where it's like, well, she's the best actress, so let's choose her. She happens to be black. Who cares? She's a great actress, and this is a historical f- fiction fantasy, so it's, it's fine. No, no, this is a documentary that made the explicit claim that Cleopatra was, in fact, a black African, which is just ahistorical. It's just like – so they're just destroying history, and they're relying on people's r- racial biases to uh, cover that up. And one of the comments on that TikTok – was just like, yeah, you white people have been messing with everybody for so long, and now the tables have turned, and you don't like it. It's just like, okay, there it is. There it is. You can, you know, you can hear 10,000 people be like, actually, this is just about celebrating the history of black da 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 And then it's like, if you just scratch a little bit, just under the surface is just like, we know it's wrong, and we're doing it to you because we hate you. We want vengeance. We want revenge. Same thing with, like, illegal immigration, right? And go on and oh these helpless people oh we have to help them blah, blah blah and then eventually like if you push a little bit more it comes out there's like well you colonized everyone so now you're getting what you deserve now the chickens are coming home to roost and it's just like okay you know what you're doing is wrong you know what you're doing is hateful and destructive you just think you're justified in it because you're doing it against the right people i get it now the dynamic duo is finally back in stock i gotta say batman is the triiodine x3 and Robin is the ultimate krill oil. These two things together synergistically do things to your cells and your body and your heart and your lungs and your arteries and your veins and just everything. They are incredible. The triiodine is essential to live. The ultimate krill oil does amazing things to your brain, your whole body. I love the dreams it gives me, but I take a couple capsules before I go to bed. These are amazing products. They're both back in stock. One is 40% off, the other is 25% off. You need to experience X3 finally back in stock, sold out for more than six months at InfoWarsTore.com, and I would particularly advise you to experience it with the Ultimate Krill Oil. These things together are amazing. They are synergistic. X3, Ultimate Krill Oil, back in stock, InfoWarsTore.com. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. How 
House Republicans are getting closer to uncovering the full scope of the alleged Biden crime family treason, and the distractions are becoming more obvious. For the record, no one gives two shits about George Santos. I've been accused, all of us have been, over this particular issue that we're conspiracy theorists, we're not. What we're proving to you today is showing you actual bank records, actual evidence of shell companies and businesses or more businesses and more Bidens involved that we knew of. You have to issue more subpoenas because every time we turn over Iraq, there's more information. There's more possible corruption. There's more possible allegations that need to be investigated. First instance, while Vice President Biden was lecturing Romania on anti-corruption policies, in reality, he was a walking billboard for his son and family to collect money. Corruption is a cancer, a cancer that eats away at a citizen's faith in democracy. And most importantly, it divide, denies the people their dignity. Governor Biden and his associates capitalized on a lucrative financial relationship with a Romanian national who was under investigation for and later convicted of corruption in Romania. The Bidens received over $1 million for the deal. And 16 of the 17 payments to their associates account that funneled the Biden's money occurred while Joe Biden was vice president. In fact, the money stops flowing from the Romanian national soon after Joe Biden leaves the vice presidency. Walker's limited liability company, Robinson Walker LLC, paid Hunter, James, Halley, and others in the Biden network more than $2 million after foreign money hit his account. This included payments to James Biden, who received five wires and over $50,000, who did no discernible work to earn that money. There is no business structure around this family except politics. And since Joe Biden has spent decades in the Senate, served eight years as vice president, and is now president of the United States, and the family's getting money from various countries and foreign businesses through various shell companies and this web of LLCs, I mean, guys, you in the press, this is easy pickings. I'm giving you Pulitzer stuff here. 16 companies created while he was vice president. Now the list is 20, and as we continue our investigation, that list is growing. You have Rosemont Seneca Partners, Rosemont Seneca Advisors, Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, RSP Holdings, RSTP2 Alpha, RSTP2 Bravo. You are concealing money from either the IRS or from credit agencies or from other people in general. That's the only reason you set up a structure like this. Following the House Oversight Committee's press conference, there were crickets from the CIA's news networks, NBC and ABC. To their credit, CBS attempted to put the allegations to bed, attempting to mutate the conspiracy theory PSYOP in the face of bank documents and whistleblower testimony into a nothing burger. What law was broken, you wonder? What, what has been the White House's response to all of this being investigated? Well, one of the uh, White House spokesmen, uh, Ian Sams, was uh, live tweeting during the event. He said, what has this committee shown, the direct link or the data points that link 
policy changes, this allegation of undue influence and Joe Biden. And he also indicated that it would be important for them to sort of put some meat on the bone to these allegations, given that at least two media outlets, The Washington Post and The Wall Street Journal, had not been able to make this connection between payments, Joe Biden, and undue influence on policy decisions. So the White House had a very fulsome response to the news conference this morning. They make the allegation that this letter from 51 former intelligence officials in October of 2020 saying that the laptop had the earmarks of an information campaign was really sort of leveraged by the Biden campaign to tamp down any discussion of the contents. Oh man, just open corruption. It's only allowed to succeed because the mainstream media is fully on their side. This letter is from John. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands, you're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Second hour has begun here on the American Journal, InfoWars.com, Band.video. We have reporters on the border right now. You can keep up with them on a new exclusive Twitter account, at Biden Invasion. There's also a channel on Band.video where those reports are being uploaded continuously. We'll continue to cover the border invasion as the story develops, as we are in day one post-deluge. We are now in the... uh, post-diluvian world, you might say. We're going to take your calls here in just a second. Please do support everything that we do here at InfoWars by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Good news for the human beings out there. The charcoal toothpaste is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. So if you're a human being and you brush your teeth, if you do a normal thing that everybody does every single day, why not get your toothpaste from the good guys at InfoWarsStore? And while you're there, yeah, check out the Survival Shield X3. Check out some of the ingredients. See what it can do for yourself. Do your research. Find out that what we got is the best anyone's got and the cheapest. Back in stock, Dr. Jones' natural charcoal toothpaste. So if, you've, if your stockpile is running low, go now to InfoWarsStore.com. We will go out to your phone calls this segment. Quickly, I want to cover this story first. This is actually a huge story. InfoWars.com has it from Steve Watson. Hispanic white supremacist mass shooter Mauricio Garcia said white people are, quote, a race I don't like. Uh, Yeah, one of those white supremacists who doesn't like white people. Hispanic Texas mass shooter Mauricio Garcia, whom the media insisted was a white supremacist, said white people are, quote, a race I don't like and fantasized about Mexico taking over America in a handwritten post uploaded to his social media profile on OK.RU. It's just totally crazy. He says this, quote, I have to tip my hat to William Travis, James Bowie, and Davy Crockett, who were definitely worthy adversaries. That's why white America might beat Mexico in the second Mexican-American war. If Mexico takes over the United States, I really don't want to share the spoils with these other loser races. I don't even want to share the spoils with other Latinos like the Cubans and Puerto Ricans, Latinos – Stand up my butt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is what racism is like in literally every country outside of America. Where it's just like the French are like, damn the Belgians. <laughs> and the, Ger- the, the Germans are like, the Dutch, they're awful. <laughs> right. 
here it's just like if you're like, uh, excuse me, maybe don't send a million foreigners into our country. There's like racist, racist. You can go south of the border and it's just like Mexicans being like, well, don't lump me in with the Cubanos. No, no, no. They're dirt. They're trash. It's like that meme, the Pocahontas still frame where they're just like savages. Savage. Everybody but us is savages. No, no, it's white supremacy is what it is. Clearly, this is the, I don't know, was this written by the mass killer or Hitler? I can't tell. I'm a child of corn that likes to munch on bean and tortillas. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. It's the new fourteen words. It's the new fourteen words, folks. I'm the child of corn that likes to munch on beans and tortillas. It's the new white supremacist slogan, the new 14 words. <laughs> what are the odds? It's actually 14 words. <laughs> Going on, he says, I remember hearing some loser white-hating Mexican guy tell Hispanic men to get with a white girl so they don't have white babies. Stupid mf That's the dumbest crud I'd ever heard. I'm not taking one for the team and getting with a B from a race I don't like. What's going to happen when you have dozens, hundreds, or thousands of Nick Fuentes running around? Then what the F are you going to do? Hates Nick Fuentes. Hates white people. But he's a white supremacist according to the mainstream media. It was not, you know, made a correction on that in the slightest. Pretty interesting stuff. The Texas DPS official said Tuesday they've yet to find a motive for Garcia's attack despite his neo-Nazi ideation. Classic neo-Nazi talking points about eating corn and, and beans on tortillas. Although, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess not wanting Mexican people to have babies with white women. I mean, I guess that kind of is, but it's from a different angle, but. I guess that's not too far off the mark. He had patches, according to the DPS regional director, Hank Sibley. In other words, he was asked why they said he, why they were, why the authorities were saying he was a neo-Nazi. And the response was that he had patches, he had tattoos, even his signature, you know, verified that. That's one thing we do know. We're trying to get his computer and social media and find out, you know, whether he had anything that uh, he'd publicized. To me, it looks like he targeted the location rather than a specific group of people, Sibley said. He was very random in the people he killed. It didn't matter the age, same race or sex. He just shot people, which is horrible in and of itself. Okay. The reality, he was a uh, white-hating Mexican racist. So that story will be dropped, and we won't hear any more about it. I, I think we already lost the second American Mexico war. I think it's already been lost. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I don't know how you tell who wins and w- loses wars these days. But I think when a, a population becomes 50% or more of a different population, I think that means the incoming population won that battle. So there you go. Texas shooter in Allen, Texas, who has been called a neo-Nazi by even the authorities investigating the matter, apparently missed the fact that he hates white people and said so in no uncertain terms.
with that, let's go down out to your phone calls. We have Jose in Illinois, came to the U.S. from Mexico, wants to dispel the labels. Thanks so much for calling in. Jose, you're on the air. Hey, Harrison. Howdy. Uh, I'm just calling because um, I agree with what's happening in the border that Hold on, I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you, Jose. If you if you could take yourself off speaker or, or just get closer to the phone, I just want to make sure I'm I'm getting what you're saying. You hear me now? Uh, it's a little bit better. Um, tell you what, if you don't mind hanging on the if you don't mind hanging on the the phone line, um, our producer will get with you and, and make sure you sound good because I do want to hear your call. Um, I don't want to cut you off here, but I also don't want you saying things and, and us not hearing it. So stay on the line, and we'll, we'll work with you to get a better connection. Uh, in the meantime, let's go to who else is calling in about migration. Wayne in Texas. Thanks so much for calling in, Wayne. You're on the air. Hello, Harrison. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Hey, the reason for my call is I just wanted to talk about the main reason why I believe the migration is taking place, and that's inevitably to replace the loss in demand as we enter into deeper recessions. Uh, you know, the one started in Cyprus in particular in 2008, where you had the major pipeline going through Cyprus to Turkey, and uh, I believe from Turkey on into Europe. And then, of course, you have the energy triangle there. But, you know, if you go back to like Desert Storm, you know, there was a seizure of oil supply uh, through, you know, through the Desert Storm War and then again through the Arab Spring. And then you have the destruction of the energy, you know, like we experienced in, in 2008 in Cyprus, uh, like we're experiencing, you know, in COVID, the lockdowns where you have a massive glut, you know, and an ensuing, uh, you know, negative price in oil. And as more mechanisms of uh, supply are seized, they're also having to replace the demand in a way that they can control that, that demolition, that destruction. Hmm. Um, that's where you've got you've got countries like Argentina that are Belt and Road Initiative countries, and one of the best ways that I would that I would put it is is, is Donald Trump really kind of prolonged their plan to do this because inevitably what they want to do is they want to peg the yen uh, to you know petro to oil prices like the United States dollar is before they go to a digital currency. So it's a transition that's supposed to take place there. That's where you get the Saudi-Iran deals. Right, a, a, multi, uh, a multi-stage transition. I mean, is there, there's definitely an economic aspect to this that I, I think you're, you're pointing the finger at. But also, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think it's about it's about it's replacement migration. I mean, the UN calls it replacement migration because you kill off the native class and you bring in more people, denude them of their culture, kill them off. There is a war on for your mind. Your mind is a battlefield. This is an information war. InfoWars popularized those terms more than two decades ago. And today, whether it's Donald Trump or Governor DeSantis or Dr. Robert Malone, they're all using the terms that InfoWars has popularized because we understand the enemy's operations and we know how to beat them. But we can't do it without funding. And we make it easy to fund with great products that empower you and your immune system and your family as well. You can also make straight donations at InfoWarsStore.com, clicking on the big red banner, a one-time or recurring. But I'm asking you to take action. We're nonviolent. But every time you donate money, every time you buy products, every time you keep us on air, you are literally, nonviolently, politically, punching the new world order in the nose, punching their lies in the nose. We are going to defeat the new world order. We're going over the top. But right now is a critical juncture. So please go to InfoWarsStore.com and donate now. Donate now. Donate now. I'm a humble person. 
And I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's a thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal. We are taking your phone calls. Uh, we want to go now to Jose, who I understand we, we uh, got a better connection now. Thank you for calling in, Jose. You came to us from Me- came to the U.S. from Mexico. You want to uh, dispel the labels? Thanks for calling in, Jose. You're on the air. Hey, Harrison. I just want to first of all say, uh, uh, I love you guys' product, man. I took my uh, nitric, my red pill, my diet force, and my multivitamin this morning. Excellent. Feeling pretty good. Thank you very much. Hey, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm an immigrant here that just recently uh, started my process. Well, I already did it. I'm here two years. We're still waiting for my resident card, and I still haven't gotten it. Um, I just want to say that uh, uh, the people that are coming, the immigrants, they're not informed. Uh, they don't know what's going on and how how my people is being used for for this government's own purposes, you know. Uh, it's sad to see because they're using, a, the biggest racists are them because they're using a group of people to further their agenda to what they want to do to us in this country. This is this country, I haven't been around the world, but this country has the, for me, the biggest opportunities they can offer to people. And that's why my family came here because in Mexico, my mom was a nurse. Uh, my dad was in, in in diesel mechanic and stuff. But they don't get paid what the United States offers. You know, <clears throat> they get compared to that. They get paid pennies, and there's not there's not enough to have a living out there. And <clears throat> so they came here for the opportunity for a better life. And a lot of these people coming over, I, maybe some of them are going through that. But I'm pretty sure most of them are getting told they're going to get free living and all types of mm. stuff out here, which is sad because then we have a, a, a bigger impact having able, not not be able to feed people no more. They're going to be living in the street. It's crazy what they're going to do. You know? Right. You came here. You came here because America is so prosperous and so uh, welcoming and, and a place of such opportunity. And if you allow literally millions of people from anywhere in the world to come across and, you know, not even remotely want. I mean, we've seen the videos of, of, you know, people talking about like they they know they're invading, like they have no consideration or respect for America. And that's really all we're asking. Right. I mean, 
just asking the same consideration and respect that we would give a country – like that I would give a country that I would want to move to. I, I always use Japan as an example because they have so such you know low immigration and it's sort of unlikely that somebody like me would be able to go to Japan and live there, let alone like become a Japanese citizen. I don't even know if that's possible. But it's like because I love Japan, because I think it's a beautiful place that you know I really respect – I'm not going to impose myself on it and then break their laws and try to subvert their system to get in. Like you do it with respect. You do it with consideration. And if at the end of the day they say, sorry, we, we can't have you, you go, well, I like you guys, so I'm, I'm going to respect that decision. So like if you come here with respect, if you come here with a, a real appreciation of what America is and, and who we are and you know what's allowed us to be such a great and loving and generous country – uh, then there's no problem, you know, bringing people in. Maybe at a certain point, once you have you know millions of people a month coming in, then it's like okay, it doesn't matter how how nice they are, <laughs> we got to put a stop to this. But uh, but no, I, I I think I agree with you, and I, and I hope our other you know Hispanic listeners that are listening to me right now, or immigrant listeners or whatever, uh, understand where I'm coming from as well, because it, you know it, it's it's kind of shocking that I see a lot more like it's weird. It's even weird to say, but like. You know, my friends that are immigrants or children of immigrants on on average have way more appreciation for America than my American friends. Like my white American friends like have been brainwashed into hating this country, whereas, you know, my friends from whose parents came in the 80s from Lebanon are just like, what's happening in America? We have to save this country. What is going on? What's wrong, white people? Like, so that's uh, the thing. That's the thing, Harrison, that I think we had it too good here that. People don't appreciate what they have because it's it, it's a it's a great country and like I said, opportunities are better than anywhere else and and and, and we want to keep it that you, way. I don't want to say white people, but they have they don't appreciate what they have because yeah yeah no, and, it, and, and whoever true. says that the racists are racist, they're the biggest racists because even Hispanics, Mexicans, they're the biggest racists against other Mexicans because every, depending where you're from. They have all their little stereotypes. So racist is it's just that we're not, we don't have no more guts. No, I don't want to say balls, but we're, we're too sensitive now. You know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. I thank you very much for, for calling. I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear you ex- express these thoughts. Cause again, it's, it's like, I know what I'm saying has nothing really has nothing to do with like racism, preconceived notions, or like anything of that sort. Like I literally just have the same stance for America that I would have for any other country, no matter who they are. Um, but I still like, I don't know, get nervous about uh, whether I'm expressing that well or, or whether uh, people are taking the wrong um, wrong view of what I'm saying. So I, I appreciate you calling in and, and uh, you know, helping to express sort of what I feel, which is like we got to have appreciation for this country and – you, you don't just let people in who don't love your country and don't want to contribute to it and, and make the most of it and are instead just taking advantage of your kindness. It's, it's, it's not nice to be taken advantage of. You're not a nice person if you just allow yourself to be taken advantage of by bad actors on a personal level or a national ones. Thank you so much for that call, Jose. I really do appreciate it. It's very, very good stuff. And, and good Lord, your phone sounds good now compared to how it was. So next time you call in, make sure you have it set up like that, and I hope you do call in again. Let's go to another uh, caller about the uh, border. Let's go to Andrew in New Jersey. Different view on Title 42. Uh, Andrew, you think it's going to backfire on liberals. Thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Hey, how's it going? Jose was so right about the white you know, liberals that don't appreciate America 
And um, your what you said about your friends, I saw the same. My mom said the same thing too. She said your Spanish friends are so much more happening or together than your white friends <laughs> because they were either immigrants or kids of immigrants, so they were like enthusiastic to be mm-hmm. here and excited about the opportunities. But with the Spanish immigrants, so many of them are traditional family and religious people that when you have a drag queen story hour and the drag queen is dry humping their kid, the Spanish men are not going to float. <laughs> That's not going to float with the Spanish men having drag queens and having uh, abortions. You know, when you're nine months pregnant, they're not into that. So the left is is um, has values that are contrary to Christian and Catholic values that the immigrants, you know, most of them have. And um, also, I would also ask, like, who would you rather live next to, a Spanish immigrant that's family-orientated and Catholic or Central Park? And Karen, the lady that did the CNN town hall with Trump, I call her the Central Park Karen of the uh, media. So who would you, one of those shrill white ladies that are brainwashed? And lastly, they say that, oh, well, a lot of these immigrants, they're not educated or certainly college. Yeah, that's good. They didn't go through the Marxist <laughs> system and get brainwashed. So there's so many good, you know, work ethic, religion, family, uh, you know, appreciation for life. So they bring so many values that are good and against what yeah, the white that, 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 You know, that, that's, that's a very interesting um, reading on this. I wonder if that's going to bear out in the in the near future but see this is the this issue the people coming over might have these values and even their kids might retain them but they're being subjected to the same propaganda our kids are being faced with and within a generation or two they're going to be completely bastardized ladies and gentlemen the truth the solution is laying right there in front of you hidden in plain view please listen to me in the next 60 seconds If you go to Wikipedia, it has links to the UN Zone website where they admit the number one cause of cognitive disability in the world is iodine deficiency. The number one preventable cause of intellectual disability is lack of real pure iodine in the body as they bomb us with the bad halogens, bromine, bromide, chlorine, and so much more. Upwards of 2 billion people in a Lancet Medical Journal study in 2007, worldwide have cognitive disabilities because they don't have high-quality iodine. Most iodine is bound to other elements. You don't absorb it. We have X3, all three types of the good iodine together that supercharges your body. X3 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. It's being sold out for over six months for 25% off. X3, back in stock. Take action now. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news. Today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Still a lot to cover on today's program. We are going to be getting into the new Twitter CEO, who is a globalist stooge come to expect in positions of power in this country. We're going to be taking your phone calls again this segment and the next. We'll be joined by Owen Schroyer, who is live on the border. He was up all night gathering content. It can all be found at band.video under the new channel, the Southern Border Invasion channel. You can also find everything that we're posting on Twitter at Biden Invasion. 
is the handle to go to. Uh, we'll go out to your calls uh, shortly. I j- this whole conversation is just reminding me of this story from last year. Mexico City residents angered by influx of Americans speaking English and gentrifying the area. An influx of Californians and other Americans has made its way to Mexico City, angering some locals who say they're gentrifying the area, according to a report. The Los Angeles Times reported on Wednesday outlined how some Mexican locals are fed up with the growing number of Americans moving in and visiting the country, which has contributed to a rise in rent and a shift from Spanish to English in some place, some places. And it's just like, yeah, okay. I understand that. I, I feel your pain, Mexico City residents. You just got to wonder as a liberal who just like would hear a, a white American saying something similar, just being like, I haven't speaking English anymore. I, I go to town. Everybody's speaking Spanish, and it looks like Mexico now when I go to town. And they're just like, you hateful bigot. How dare you? And then it's a Mexican like, man, everybody's speaking English now. I don't even, don't even recognize my own neighborhood. And they're just like, oh, my God, you poor brown person. We're so sorry. We will stop gentrifying you. We're so evil. Why do we do this to everyone? You know, and it's just like, I don't know. My position is the consistent one. It's the only consistent one. I don't want Mexico City being invaded by foreigners. I don't want Austin, Texas being invaded by foreigners. That's the consistent view. Anything else is hypocrisy. With that, we got to your phone calls. We'll go to maybe some names I don't recognize first. Tucson Jones, Arizona. I just got an awesome picture of like a cowboy smoking a cigarette on a porch named Tucson Jones. I hope that's what you're like. Thanks for calling in, Tucson. You're on the air. You got the hat right, but no cigarette. You got to pick it up. <laughs> oh, sorry if you're going to uh, call yourself Tucson Jones, you better pick up some old West habits right away. No, I'm kidding. Thank you so much for, for calling in Tucson. Uh, you're on the air. What are your comments about uh, the immigration push? Oh, first off, free the J6ers. My brother's a hoo I tell you what, uh, I came up with this uh, idea solely from listening to your guys' uh, program. Uh, the immigration is probably tied into uh uh the poles shifting and they're trying to get everybody up from the, the equator up as far north as they can and that's why they're busting everybody away from the borders is that uh we're being replaced and uh they know something's coming and they just can't freak the whole planet out so that's why everything's happening the way it is you know that's you'll look over here thing while they're doing their dirty deeds in the background Interesting, but that doesn't that sort of give them too much credit? I mean, if I'm hearing you right, you think that this is being done in some sort of um, heroic effort to like save people from a from a disaster that's coming. I I don't think the people in charge well, of things care about the, people. The useless eaters are not so useless, which they found out, and uh, they 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 need people to run the you know they need the gear polishers and the robot polishers, so that's why they're insisting that. Uh, it's, uh, uh, climate, uh, it's all related to, you know, climate refugees. So they can, when they rewrite history, which they always do, they can look back and say, look, we, we, uh, we did all this in the name of, uh, of humanity when in fact it's, it's all, it's all tied into them being, uh, selfish. Control freaks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting, interesting thought. I hadn't, I hadn't thought about yeah. that, but, uh, the, the poles are shifting, that. you know, what, 40, 40 miles per year now, and that's why GPS has to be updated so much. And, right. you know, 
the, the, the planet used to wobble and it's no longer, no, it's, it used to weeble wobble. Now it's only wobbling, you know? So, right. well, that's probably because, um, you drive a, da- a, a diesel truck Tucson. That's, that's why <laughs> we, we, you, your, your pollution, your, uh, CO2 emissions have knocked the globe off of its, uh, axis. Uh, thanks so much, uh, for the call. It's an interesting thought. I, I, you know, with so much deceit going on, it's like, it's just impossible to, to suss out what the truth is, but that's an interesting theory. Thanks for that call. Let's go now to uh, Dennis in Dallas. Dennis in Dallas, thanks so much for calling in. You are on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Great. Hey, Harrison, I've uh, been listening to InfoWars since the late 90s, oh, wow. and it's, it's amazing. I, I listened to you when I was in Iraq. Well, not you, but sure. InfoWars when I was listen, listening in Iraq. And in Afghanistan, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, um, I'm 74 years old, and uh, I did three tours in Vietnam. Um, I I shook my head at the ideas that the people had in the 70s of reapproachment with China and how we were going to transport all of our um, jobs to China, so that all of our smokestack jobs to China. So that we could sit back and answer phones and, and you know, have white-collar jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was pretty idiotic. I didn't see how we could... You see, in order for the country to actually um, have a surplus, you have to take raw material and you have to turn it into finished products. What we did was we shipped all of our finished products and our raw material and, and all the designs and the plans and everything to China. And we sat here waiting for the phone to ring. Um, it's crazy. And then yeah. we went ahead and developed this military with, I mean, we have, we have bases everywhere. I've, I worked overseas for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And we have, ev- we have bases everywhere. I don't know what the hell we're doing with them other than stirring up trouble. Um, as a matter of fact, I was in Okinawa when the uh, American Special Forces decided that they were going to um, to uh, influence an election uh, that the that the Okinawans were going to have, deciding whether the military governor was going to stay there or the Japanese would come in. So mm-hmm. the Okinawans found out that that the uh, Special Forces were trying to manipulate their election, and in protest. They uh, went ahead and decided that they would rather have the Japanese, mm. and they rue the day now because the Japanese military now has to um, live with inside within inside military bases because the Okinawans hate them so much. Mm. Um, these are these are just the back. Uh, I, I don't know what they call Background. it. It's it's a uh, blowback. Blowback. Right, right. This no, is the blowback we get. No, you're right. This, you're right. I'm sorry. We're, 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 we're going to go to commercial break soon, but I, I appreciate your point. It actually is in line with something I've been thinking recently, which is just about the, the sheer power of America, like the unfettered – like when America puts its mind to something, literally nothing can stop us. It's crazy how powerful we are. And you think about uh, – I play this game Total War, and they have like 
they'll they'll say like uh, you know this country what's its monetary power and what's its military power and you know the the big countries they always put them as labels of like terrifying right the power of america is terrifying the power of america is magnificent right majestic our power if you just look at even something like when a hurricane goes and hits Florida and you just see the 10,000 trucks lined up ready to go in to fix the you know electrical system. Like when America wants to do something, we have the resources and the people and the capabilities to do anything we want and to see all of this because you're pointing out the military bases all around the world. And it's like what are we even doing with these? And what we're doing with them is – destroying countries for the benefit of like a small donor class in Washington, D.C. We are performing coup. I mean think about what it takes to perform a coup in a country. It doesn't matter how big your country is or how small it is. And you hear this all the time where it's like America, CIA has performed coups all over the country. Think about just what one coup entails. You can't just send 15 dudes with guns in and take over a country. They're carrying out psychological operations since the 40s and 50s that involved 10,000 people inside the country working on their behalf to overthrow an entire government. And we do that at a whim, at will. America can do that. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. Please give me one minute of your time. Please write this down and please go look this up. It will change your life. The UN admits and the Lancet Medical Journal admits that upwards of 2 billion people have mental disabilities and declining cognitive abilities. The term they use is intellectual disability because of lack of iodine. Most iodine in the environment is bound to other elements so your body can't absorb it. Only pure iodine can really be absorbed right into the cells. And InfoWarsStore.com has the only iodine out there that actually has this type of full effect. Ladies and gentlemen, X3's been sold out for six months. It's very hard to produce, and it's finally back in stock. In fact, I was just taking some before I shot this ad. This, ladies and gentlemen, is powerful. You and your family need it. It's 25% off back in stock. X3, try iodine exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. Take action now, but regardless, research this info. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. We're going to be joined in the next hour by Owen Schroyer, also showing you some videos that he's been publishing from the border as the InfoWars team is down there. Capturing the exclusive footage you can find at band.video. We'll continue covering the border, of course, with him. But we have another we have a couple other stories that I really need to get to. And we'll get to your 
your phone call shortly, but let's talk about some of the big stories that need to be discussed, such as the new Twitter CEO. Washington Post had the exclusive, who is Linda Yaccarino, Elon Musk's new pick for Twitter CEO? After months leading Twitter, the company's owner, Elon Musk, has tapped NBC Universal ad sales chief Linda Yaccarino to take the reins as CEO. The two are in advanced talks about the position. A source familiar with the matter told The Post, Musk has not publicly named Yaccarino but said Thursday the new CEO will start in about six weeks, after which he will transition to executive chair and chief technology officer. And when this was announced, the alarm bells started a ringing. Red flags across the board. Now, there is an alternative view to this. Uh, that's getting some traction on Twitter, and we'll read that in just a second. But first, why are people so concerned? Well, Jackson Hinkle on Twitter put it this way. We're all getting banned again, as he shows her LinkedIn profile that shows that she was a chairman at NBC, of course, mainstream media propaganda outlet. She's a board of director at the World Economic Forum. Since January 2019, she has been at the World Economic Forum as the chairman of the WEF's Task Force on Future of Work, and she sits on the WEF's Media, Entertainment, and Culture Industry Governors Steering Committee. She's also highly engaged with the Value in Media Initiative. She was also a former chairman and board of executives, uh, board uh, chairman of the board and executive board member of the Ad Council. Of course, is another just blatant propaganda outlet. That was Jackson. Hinkle's reading of it. We're all getting banned again. Hemrick Palgren says this on Twitter. Although Elon Musk may have recently been engaged in non-PC tweets that deal with racial crime statistics in a calm and reasonable way, remember where he's coming from and what many of his positions, unless those uh, have all changed now in 2023. Judging by the choice of CEO for Twitter or X Corp, WEF Executive Chair Linda Yaccarino, it doesn't look like it. In her LinkedIn profile, Yaccarino notes she's been an uh, WEF Executive Chair since 2019. Currently, she's chairman of the WF's task force on the future of work and all of the – yeah, so very involved in the WEF. He says, Linda is a mask and COVID vax fanatic, a WEF lackey, and steeped in the mainstream media world since she comes from NBC Universal's advertising sales. Well, it was fun while it lasted, Twitter. It was, it was fun while it lasted. Wasn't it, wasn't it a fun time while it happened? Not Twitter. I'm not talking about Twitter. I'm talking about uh, Western civilization being one of freedom – and openness wasn't it fun while that lasted and the, the last 250 years been pretty good for the human race but that's over now now we have unelected neo-feudal shadow noble overlords who get whatever they want regardless of what the people who actually are affected by these policies want so it was fun while it lasted the west was it was a good experiment but i think it's over now much in the same way freedom on Twitter is likely coming to an end. The ostensible – this is from America's Conscience at Save Us Culture or Save US Culture on Twitter. The ostensible new Twitter CEO is a literal cathedral propagandist who is an executive at NBC, the WF, and the Ad Council creating vaccine propaganda. We have some videos of this lady. Let's see what she's all about. Let's go to clip number 18 here. This is posted with the comment, what a terrifying person to have in power. Let's watch. I, I don't believe that our current economic system actually works. Um, capitalism by design is extractive, and in order to generate profit in a capitalist system, what? something has to be exploited. Right, this is the wrong, this is the wrong video. That's my fault. I mislabeled that. Let's go now to clip number uh, 19. This is reportedly the new Twitter CEO. 
everybody. Linda Yaccarino here, class of 1980. We're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about masking up or packing up. I promise you, we're doing good so far. Just keep your distance, get your hands washed often, get tested often, and wear your mask. That'll get us closer and closer to normal days. We are resilient. We are tough. Keep doing it. And we'll be back at Beaver Stadium before you know it. Mask up or pack up. We're almost there. We are. Yeah, you'd think an um, expert in propaganda would be more convincing, but big, big pro-masker, you can see. Just do as you're told, folks. Just do as you're told. Don't think for yourself. Don't consider for a single moment whether or not what you're being ordered to do is correct. Just do as you're told or pack up. Obey or be expelled. Let's go to clip number 11 now. This is a clip of Yaccarino in 2020. Talking about the pro, uh, progress of um, her company hiring 50% women and 50% people of color. Let's watch. I can talk about, you know, things that, that my company is doing to accelerate, right? To accelerate what we were doing already, but realizing that it wasn't enough. So what immediately started happening was that uh, under the leadership of Brian Roberts and Jeff Schell, uh, Comcast set up a fund to the value of $100 million to fight social justice and equality and, and obviously supporting many, many important groups. But it really made a very public statement that we're going to put our money where our mouth is. We're not going anywhere. And it inspired action across every corner of our company, because what it also did was made leadership of our company accountable. We have this $100 million. What are you doing? What's the update? Where are you with that? But it also gave a lot of us opportunity to say, here's our update. How can you help? What would you what do you think we should be doing? Right. So I think it's very exciting, and there's been a lot of exciting, uh, um, exciting steps of progress at our company. Because for a lot of companies, we needed to take a moment and actually open our aperture. I'll use maybe a TV or a film reference to say, okay, we thought we were doing enough. Clearly, we weren't. So then we had to make sure we were taking the right steps to direct funds towards the right organizations, to make a public statement of accountability like Cesar Conde, our new chairman of news, who made a public statement that was confronting editorial bias and saying, my division, our news division, the biggest news division in the country is going to be 50% women and 50% people of color. Oh, man. So good. I bet it got so yes. much better after that. No doubt about so it. So good. I mean, that's everybody, isn't it? We can take her down. That's everybody, right? I mean, women, people of color. Are, are we leaving anybody out here? <laughs> it's like non-white women. I, it's just okay. All right. Isn't it so heroic? It's so heroic and brave when 96% of the world's population stands up against the 4%. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it great when – they use these words to 
just signaled to everybody, we hate white men. We hate white men. We are excluding explicitly white men from positions of power. Of course, they say it by mentioning everybody but white men. Hey, 50% people of color, 50% women. Who we who we leaving out here? <laughs> yeah. Great. No, it's amazing. No, yeah. 4% of the world population are, are white men. Thank God the 96% are, are coalescing and gathering together to uh, oppose that extreme minority with everything they've got in every aspect of their lives. Now, to be fair, there is some alternative thinking on this. It actually comes from guest host of this show, Chase Geyser. He says, Twitter hiring Linda Yaccarino isn't necessarily a bad thing and may shed some light on some good things in the works. And we'll, get, we'll, we'll show you, you know, his argument on the other side. And this has actually gotten a lot of attention from some bitty, uh, pretty big Twitter names, some who agree, some who disagree. But essentially it fits in line with what Elon Musk has announced he wants to do with Twitter, which is get more into the financial services to be a platform where people can make money publishing their content and also bring back streaming and focus more on video content. It seems like that's her expertise and what she's been hired into. But again, the World Economic Forum is a mafia. So you know, we'll, I'll read Chase's little diatribe in the first five minutes. But at some point he makes the argument, you know, is this the WEF getting influence at Twitter or is it the other way around that Twitter wants influence at the WEF? I think when you let in a mafia, an agent of a mafia into your company, he's not working for your company. He's using your company to benefit the mafia. And the World Economic Forum is a global elite mafia that she works for. But we'll explain the other side on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words plan for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess, they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or InfoWarsStore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got run out. And there's about a thousand left of them right now. So get your copy of The Great Reset and The War for the World, a signed copy at InfoWarsStore.com. And there is a markup there because this is a fundraiser to keep us on the air. So you won't just have this historic memento and this powerful book. You'll also know that you help keep InfoWars on the air. I want to thank those of you that have gotten signed copies of the book or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate them to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you, and thank you for your support.